Yitov, today's Tzach is Chafei. We pick up on Chafei, and it's better to two dots, and we're at the section of the Mishnah, we're discussing Rishma, and the part that says that a person cannot write open-ended, um, write for wife number one, or write for one wife, and I'll decide which wife to use it for. Um, and then the Gemara had a discussion about the fact that, well, it sounds like you can write it for the intent, for a specific wife, even with the same names, and what does it tell you about the need for a, doesn't the star have to be evident who it's referring to? And said, well, uh, you know, maybe it is evident based on which wife is holding it. Um, and that seemed to be a pretty reasonable position. Um, although in the end, the Gemara said, well, maybe we have to be talking, according to Rabbi Eliezer, where the idea of the get it serving as a Shtaraya, as also testimony, is not necessarily an essential part, and that there are eight Mesira. Okay, so that was interesting, because again, you could have said that even if there are people with similar names, this all gets clarified based on the person holding the get. Anyway, now the Gemara continues, and it says like this. Um, it is uh, about eight lines from the bottom, seven lines from the bottom. Amarav, kulan postlin bekuhuna chutzmina rishon. So all these gitin which are not good because they're not lishma. The question is, what happens if they were given anyway? A person were to get shelo lishma, but the names are right. So on the surface it looked good. The problem is completely non-visible. Right, it was what was going on in the head of the person who was writing it. So does that create a problem that if that get was given, it creates the impression that this woman was divorced? Because everything that's observable looks totally fine. And does that therefore make her rabbinically pasul kahuna, which is like the worst of both worlds? You're not divorced, but because it looks like you're divorced, if you're, you know, you'll be considered a grusha for a kohen. So if your husband dies now and you're an almana, it doesn't matter. You're also a grusha for a kohen. Really? What? Let's say I was just nimlach and I never gave it to her, and like you know, and, and the shleach was there. Right. So that's going to be a range of questions. Which type of gitin would fall into this category? Right now we're talking about in the context of this mishnah, but you could raise it about any puzzle get. But again, what makes this mishnah one that particularly you might think it's relevant is because the problem here is completely not visible from the get and the way the get was given. It's all in the secret background about what, not whatever you know what I mean was in the mind of the sofa when it was being written so that's a particular problem now of course if it's Pasamina Kahuna and she's married to a Kohen right so then it's um, so that's what Raji says so not only is it if her husband dies she now she's ushered to a Kohen if her husband is a Kohen gave her this get Puzzle get and now changed his mind it's too bad okay you're already considered to be a Grusha so Continue to live with the Kohen. Now he, now he has to no, divorce her. Right. So I guess that's the good side of it, is that then at least, you know, we're gonna, if, if the divorce was the right thing, we're going to afford, but okay, but the point is, that's the question. Now this is called, in a certain sugya, Rea Haget. It smells like a get. You know what I'm saying? If it walks like a get, and it talks like a get, and it smells like a get, but if it smells like a get, are we going to consider her to be, to be, Nidra Banan, a Grusha? So, um, so that is the first statement. The only one that wouldn't be is the get that was written as a, you know, in, in the sofa school, when it's written not even for the purpose of getting. Um, that was too obvious to people that this, like, again, it's not visible, 
physically in the get, but that was never treated as a get. That was something that was purely just done as a practice. Okay, and there we're not going to treat. I understand give, give it, but like the, to the outside observer. Like, I understand. I was underscoring the outside observer. You know, the Gemara to, to, give, to help you understand why we would create this idea of reach a get. Okay, but if, if that's your only criteria, then it doesn't make a sense to distinguish. What he's saying is, you know, the context people know. Oh yeah, you know, somehow there'll be a context that people will know if something was written only as practice. Okay, but if it was at one time treated with the weight of a get written by one guy and now another guy is using it, that's too much of a problem. Okay? Chutzmi na rishon. woman who say she doesn't want to have, she wants a, uh, a get that's going to be acceptable in all situations? Yeah. I mean, if her husband, the Kohen, we would force her to accept a, I mean, you know, we would force him him to give her a get after this because now she's considered a Grusha Midorabana you know if the guy is just vindictive one wonders can, what, would he be able to do this lahachis write her a, this puzzle get give it to her so then after she says after I die I want to make sure you're miserable even after I'm dead so I'm going to give you a get that you can't marry a Kohen after I die or something like that I don't know anyway but who knows ok but that's his position so Shmuel says no all of them create a problem because it's the reason I said it all looks kosher, so therefore they're all going to create a problem. The other Shmuel, the time Shmuel goes going to Jerusalem, the Amr Shmuel, get puzzled. Now he doesn't say just by this, where, as I said, visibly it all looks okay. Whenever there's a get that's puzzled, okay, or whenever they use the phrase get puzzled, okay, um, get puzzled, puzzled, uposel. It's invalid, but it invalidates her and makes her considered a grusha. Now, Rambam, for example, in Hilchos Gitin, Rambam, you got to love Rambam. He is so systematic, right, and precise. And he says, I'm going to use the term pasul when I'm referring to something that's rabbinically a problem. And I'm going to use the word batel, forget, when it's doraita, a problem. Okay? So, this, so for, so, anyway, and Rambam, now the Gemara is not that consistent. But, you know, Shmuel might be saying, if sometimes it says, like, right? then that might mean like it's so off the board that it's not a problem that's completely you know out, out of the category but puzzle you know is not as strong of a language which means that it still do- it doesn't seem as completely bad and therefore that language for Shmuel it's not clear if he's saying Doraisa versus Dorabanan or what he's saying but that language that puzzle signals to you that it still is enough of a problem that it's going to make her a Grusha. It's not kosher get. It might even be Bustle Bill Raita, right? Yeah, I mean, it presumably is Bustle Bill Raita. If it was only a Durabana problem, she obviously would be Puzzle of Kahuna. Okay, so it might be that it's not a good get Bill Raita, but it looks enough like it's of an issue that she's going to be Puzzle of Kahuna. So, Komakum, Komakum get what they're telling you is Puzzle Posel. If they say Chalitza Psula, a Chalitza done in the wrong way, and they use the phrase psula, what they mean by that phrase psula is psula uposalta. Same thing. It's not a good chalitza, but now she is considered to be already a chalitza. For what purpose? Psalta mean ha'achim. You could say that if he dies, she's now asr l'kahuna. Okay, like a grusha, chalitza is asr l'kahuna. But what he also says is when one brother does chalitza, the other brothers can't do yibam afterwards. So if one brother does a puzzle chalitza, she's no longer eligible for yibam with the brothers. Okay, so Shmuel says that term always means that it's, on the one hand, no, it's the worst of both worlds. It's no good, but we treat 
it like it's going to create problems. Okay. The Marava army Mishmei the Rebbe Eliezer and Marava they say the name of Eliezer. Smol the Lila Psula Five is by Chalitza. No, by Chalitza. If a guy did a Chalitza right with his uh, left hand, okay. Um, or no, yeah. Well, we're not dealing with Yochasivim, so let's just deal with not not explore that. Or um, he did it at night, and Chalitza is supposed to be done during the day, okay? Um, um, or with her left foot, I guess this also could be because it's small. Yeah, I think it's more her left foot. Excuse what, what me. What is she doing with her left foot? Her right foot. I'm sorry. 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 Right. She's the one doing. I'm sorry. I got, I'm, it's, it's too early. She's doing the Chalitza with his left foot. With his left foot. Right. With his right foot. I mean. She's supposed to be with his right foot. Thank you. Okay, anyway, let's do that again. Okay. The Maravam Yemishmid Rebbe Lezer. Smovelila, if she took it off, thank you, she took it off of his left foot, okay, rather than his right foot, because it's supposed to be on his right foot, the shoe. She took off his, the shoe from his left foot. Or she did it at night, okay. Psulot uposlot. Those are invalid chalitzas, but then they are enough problematic that they make her no longer eligible for the brothers. Okay? What? I don't know, but we're not dealing with it. Okay, Katan, on Palya, however, if it was a minor who was doing the Chalitza, okay, or it was a slipper that was being used and not a shoe, so that's more obviously a problem because the puzzle says Ish, so it's more obvious that a Katan is no good, and it says Na'alo, so it's more obviously that a slipper doesn't count as a shoe. So those things, psulot and postlot, are so obviously a problem that they, while they're not legitimate chalitza, they don't make her forbidden either, okay? So basically you have the irony, right, that it's something that is a bigger problem, more obvious, more evident of a problem is, in the end, is nothing. So like nothing happened. Whereas something that is not valid, but it's more what we would call in the parsha, looks more kosher, is less obviously possible, that creates more problems because it creates an impression. So you could have that by a get, and that's called a reach a get, okay, when a get looks kosher, and that would still make her considered to be a grusha midra banan, okay, and you could have it by a chalitza, which also, it looks kosher, or, it, you know, the psul isn't as self-evident. So where do you draw the line, okay? So one approach wanted to limit it, like I wanted to say, to the cases of the Mishnah, which basically the problem was not at all visible, it was a lishma problem. Here you're getting cases which are much broader, to include well, anytime it uses the word pasul or psula, it means that it creates a, tr- a problem. Okay, that it makes her nidrabanan a grusha, nidrabanan a chalutza. And in Eretz Yisrael, they didn't have a klal. They wanted to look case by case. And they said something which is maybe explicit in the pasuk is, is not a problem. Something that's less explicit in the pasuk, okay, that does create a problem. Because that does, it's not as obvious that it's invalid. Okay, so now the Gemara continues. No, well, she can marry if she gets after she gets a good chalitza. You mean? No, no, she still has to get a good one. Yeah, all these cases presumably are puzzle doraita. Doraita, it's not a good get. Doraita, it's not a good chalitza. So doraita, really, she should be completely like nothing happened. But because it looks enough like something happened, cases where that do look like something happened, you are abundantly give her that status, and then she's in the worst of both worlds. So who gives her this chalitza then? That the original brother has to redo it. Uh, right. She, she's qualified the other brothers from Yibum? Could the other brothers do the Chalitza again? That's an interesting question. That I don't know. That's an interesting question. Okay. Yeah. So let me understand. Like, let's say, you know, Bala, right? Then she, he, he was PA. I'm talking about the, the, mar- the married right. case. 
so obviously he didn't want to give the gift, but now because it gets there, it's like that puzzle, and now she actually has to get divorced? That's kind of ironic. Right? No, no, no. It's all this is when the get is given. It's not the physical presence of a get. It's when the get was given, so it looks like she was divorced. Okay? Um, now, Ziri Amar, Kulan ain't posting Chutzina Achlan. Ziri is much more limited. The only case that is a problem of this Reach Haget, that it's not only not good, but will treat her as if she's Migoreshet, because it looks like it might be good, is the last case. The last case, remember, is he has two wives with the same name, and he says, I'll decide which one I want to divorce. Okay, so that case, he says, first of all, it's very rare, two wives with the same name. Second of all, that case is the one that mm-hmm. is the most that looks like it could be kosher. It wasn't written for somebody else. It was left open-ended. That's the only problem of Reach again. Nothing else is Reach again. Anything else that's puzzle is puzzle. We do not put this woman in this limbo status. Okay, so, um, the only thing that creates a problem that looks kosher enough to create a problem is the last case. God bless Rabbi Yochanan. Av Achanami ain't opposed Okay? Even the last one. Like, no. If it's not a good get, it's not a good get. End of story. We do not sort of, you know, create this middle state that you're, that it's good enough for you to be, something for you to be Midurabana Migureshes and create all the problems, but not for you to really be divorced. If it's not a get, it's not a get. End of story. Av Achanan Nami ain't opposed The Av Rabbi Yochanan, the time, Rabbi Yochanan goes to his reasoning. The Av Rabbi Yafi, Rabbi Yochanan, Ha'achim Shechilku, now, it's very funny why the Gemara says Az Rabbi Yochanan because nobody is debating that the last case is puzzle, but it's just telling you that Rabbi Yochanan really rejects this idea of Brera. Right? Remember the last case, I'll decide which wife I want to give it to in a way it's a type of a Brera. Can I leave something open-ended, decide later, and then retroactively it'll define what happened earlier. Now, the Gemara thinks that that idea of Brera is also relevant to this case of how do we envision what it means when somebody dies and the and brothers inherit the estate. Okay, because a person dies and he leaves this undifferentiated estate to all the brothers. Then they come and they divvy it up. You get the house, I'll get the car, you get this, I get that, or whatever. Okay, so what did that mean? Does it mean it went to a state where it was communally owned and then it was the partnership as it was was dissolved? Okay, and if that's true, if we're dissolving a partnership, basically what I'm saying to you is I'll give you your portion, my portion in the house, if you give me your portion in the uh, in you know in, in the um, you know in, in you know in the in the car okay not really a fair trade but whatever I like the Jaguar so we're going to do it okay fine so okay so anyway it's a run down house okay um so that that's what would it mean if it was a partnership we all own fifty we, let's say there's just two of us we both own fifty percent in everything and I'll swap my portion in X for your portion in that okay that's how one way of conceiving what happens when it goes from communally held to divided but if you held Yesh Brera you would say, once we make up whatever mind we make up, then it turns out that in hindsight we say, oh, now we get it. You inherited the car. You inherited the house, and I inherited the car. It's not how retroactively determines what was the what was the part of the estate each one of us was meant to inherit. Okay? Now, obviously, it's a different type of a yesh brewer. Brewer is easier when you stipulate explicitly from the beginning. Okay? I am go writing this for the wife who will be determined later. I am separating Trumas and Maestras now uh, from which grain? The grain I will identify later. So you are saying now and they get the blankets filled in. Here, the guy just died. Nobody said anything. And we're just going to assert a type of determinism that based on what later decisions get made, if you live in a deterministic world,
world and will say retroactively it shows that was the part of the estate you were always going to get. That's a type of a yes brera, okay? So that's the question of how do you look at inheritance. So if you look at it as an aim brera way, that basically we hold it communally and we bought each other's portion off, okay, then essentially I have purchased part of your car and you purchased part of my house. So that's ha'achim l'kuchosein. Brothers, after they divide the estate, are considered to have purchased from one another, bought each other off from their portion. What's the relevance of that? Okay, so basically, we had uh, we had a nice house in Tel Aviv and a nice house in Yerushalayim. I took the Yerushalayim house, you took the Tel Aviv house. So basically, we purchased half of each other's house, right? So now comes the Yovel. What does the Yovel say? If you purchased real estate, uh, like, come to the Yovel, it all goes back to the original owner. Well, the original owner is this abstract entity called the estate. So comes the Yovel, now our, now our houses go back to the estate ownership, and if we wanted to split it again, we'd split it again, but now we have a choice to make a different decision or whatever, right? So that would be the idea if you view them as Ain Brera and they purchase from one another. If you would say Yesh Brera, nobody purchased anything. I always inherited the Yerushalayim house and you always inherited the Tel Aviv house. Yovel wasn't going to do anything to that. So if Yovel says Yesh Brera, Ain Brera and Machzim Zelizeb Yovel. So the Gemara says, ah, so he's consistent because our Mishnah also holds Ain Brera, okay? Because our Mishnah also holds you can't determine which wife it is after the fact. The problem is nobody disagrees with the Mishnah. The question is, is there an issue of Rea Haget? Does it smell bad enough or problematic enough? And it seems like what the Gemara is saying is, is that if normally you hold Yesh Breira, but you say that in our mission it doesn't work because there's a special Lishma requirement. So even Breira doesn't work because the Torah says Lishma. And you have to know concretely when you are writing it who you're having in mind. And it can't be determined later. But if in general you hold Yesh Breira, then it still looks like a problem. Right? Because in general that type of a stipulation would work. So that would be a Reh Haget problem. But Reb Yochanan, who always says Ein Breira, okay, for Reb Yochanan... It's obvious that even the last case of the mission is not a problem, and therefore it's not a reach haget, and therefore it's completely. You understand the issue here? Reach haget. Nobody disagrees that it's invalid. The question is, does it look possibly kosher enough that we midrabana treat her as migureshet and create a problem of reach haget? So the Mishnah says, Rabbi Yochanan says even the last one is not a problem, and the Mishnah says, well, that's consistent. Rabbi Yochanan in general says ein breira, so he's not going to be impressed by the last case. And for him, it's obvious that the last case is not valid, so it's not a reich haget problem. Okay. So after Reb Yochanan the time, I'm Reb Yati, I'm Reb Yochanan. Ha'achin lekuchos shachioku lekuchos hein machzirun lezelizebi yovel. Okay, they they are purchasers, and it all returns to the yovel. So he basically holds ein breira, and since he holds it in general, he's not going to be bothered by the case in the Mishnah, even to be a reich haget problem. Ritzricha, and you need to tell me in both cases, the case of inheritance and the case in the Mishnah. The itmar. Baha had it said in the case of, of the Mishnah, Baha Kamar Rabbi Yochanan de Ainbrea Mishum to be an Lishma. That's not just a Rabbi Yochanan. Everybody might hold the case in the Mishnah, you can't get to choose later, because the law requirement might be a special demand that you need to make have it in mind concretely at the time, whatever your general Brera position is. But in the case by the inheritance, the Torah is saying that a real sale goes back at the Yovel, the Yovel, but things that are inherited or gifted are not. And since this went through a path of inheritance, you know, whatever you hold about Brera, you know, 
maybe it would actually not be a Yoruba problem. The Yashmin and Sadeh, if you just told us that there's an idea of Ain Brera by the field, okay, so that's very clear then. He's really holding Ain Brera so much that we treat it as a normal sale. So, okay, but that's Mishum de Lechumra. We're being strict. We're saying give it back to Leovel. Inami Ketchila. Or, what we're saying is, you know, it's Ain Brera because there actually was an original entity that we can, like, restore it to. So maybe that's what we're supposed to do during the Yovel. Okay? Avohacha imalo. But here, maybe to say so absolutely ain't Brera that there's not even a Rea Haget problem right that's the point we made before right, wonderful you hold ain't Brera that doesn't tell us that the get should not be a Rea get problem it shouldn't be maybe create a perception that it's a good get so I might think that here we would be strict and say that it creates a perception of a good get Sricha he's telling us both okay so there's one point which is whatever you hold about Brera the case of the mission is so good because it says La Lishma and you have to know concretely when it's being written that it's for that woman okay but then the question is what type of Gitin create a perception that they're good that would fall into this very cal- you know this very hard rabbinic category of Reich Haget which is the worst of both worlds you've got a puzzle get you're not Migureshet but it looks kosher enough that we're going to treat you as Migureshet for a Kohen okay and then you have a whole range of opinions from Shmuel that basically says anytime we use the word puzzle it's a Reich Haget to an opinion that every case in the Mishnah except the first is a Reich Haget problem because it's not a visible problem so it is a problem to finally the case of Rabbi Yochanan that nothing is a Brei HaGet problem right? even the last case of the Mishnah which is only a Brei problem not even that and not visible nothing is a Rei HaGet problem okay now the Gemara gets into the Sugya of Brei and this is like the classic Sugya of Brei so let's one of the classic Sugyas let's take a look you said to the Sofer Sofer Ezer Write the get for the one for you know for the wife which is going to walk out of the door first. This is not like, the Yiftach get. The Yiftach get exactly, exactly. <laughs> She'll be the korban. Yeah, exactly. Which is also like a Yiftach story, exactly. So it's not the wife I'll decide on later. Both my wives have the same name. The wife that walks out of the door first, that'll be the one it's written for. Maybe that's better than the one that I will decide. And this is what the Gemara is going to call the difference between Tola B'dat Atmo and Tola B'dat Acherim. If I say write it for the wife, I'll decide. As Rashi sort of says, you're showing that you're Poseach Asnei Hasiifim. Rashi uses a nice phrase from Tanakh. You're jumping between the two doorsteps. Like it shows that you are like you know you can't make up your mind. Okay, so you, so there's no Breira. It means when you're writing it, you're indecisive. So we can't say oh retroactively we see you had this wife in mind. You could have made up your mind then and you didn't. So what you had in mind then was was that you didn't was that you hadn't didn't have anything in mind. You were conflicted. You were indecisive. Okay. Whereas if I say no, I have totally made up my mind. You know which one I want to divorce? The one who walks out of the door first. Okay. I'm not indecisive. I am 100% certain. I don't know who that one is, but I'm 100% certain that that is the wife I want to divorce. Okay. Like let's say you said you know something else. The, the you know the, the first one who serves me a bad meal. Okay. So I made up my mind. I don't want to be married to the wife who serves me a bad meal. We'll, we'll determine who it is based on the first one, whatever. Okay, so, okay, so that's not a question of being indecisive and maybe therefore Brayro will work. Okay, so that's his question. If you said the first one who goes out of the door, will that work? Okay, so... so it doesn't have to have any Lishma in mind, so to speak? 
It's just the sofa has to write it? Correct, correct. I mean, yes, basically, that's correct. I mean, how would that work? Like, he does have to, I mean, the sofa's lishma is based on the husband's instruction. No, but husband doesn't know. He says, I mean, these are my wife's names, Sarah and Rivka. No, 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 no. They, they, they both have the same name. But let's, let's say they didn't. Then you can, this can't work, because then it won't have the right name in the game. No, it will. Then it says, all right, these are my wife's names, and the, sofa, the husband goes away. He doesn't even know. The sofa finds out. Oh, it got determined before it was written? Oh, that would totally be okay. No, no, no. This is while it's being written, for what nobody has walked out of the door yet. But no, it's but still a braver case. The doesn't even have to know. In other words, you can empower a sofa. You, you go flip a coin, right? Yeah, yeah, I understand your question. Your I understand your question. Yes, that's correct. So that's okay. Uh, presumably, yeah. Okay, but anyway, this case is, is that while it's being written, it's still not determined. That's why it's a Lishma problem. We taught in the Mishnah. Look, it doesn't work when you say, I'll decide later. So he did not realize the difference between Tola Bedat Atma and Tola Bedat Acherim. He thought it's all the same, Brera, so it doesn't work. So the Mishnah says, I'll ask you on this. I'll shek the Korban Pesach for the first one of you that gets to Yerushalayim on Erev Pesach. So, and then he shechted the Pesach, and then the sun started showing up, like all you guys came late this year. Okay, so keep on, sorry. <laughs> so even though it was already shechted, well, as soon as the first one comes in the door, retroactively it turns out that he was the one it was shechted for. That how is it determined? The guy who first enters himself, his head and his majority, you know, into, you know, into Yerushalayim. Okay, now, not only that, but once he gets retroactively included in the Korban Pesach, all of his brothers get included through him. We'll see how that works in a minute. So, so anyway, we'll see how that works in a minute. Anyway, you see Yesh Breira. That's like the first one who walks out of the door. And of course, the funny thing is, is that maybe it's not the same Lishma requirement there. It doesn't say La Lishma. You have to be included, but maybe there's not the same law demand. Here, in this sugya, what should be pointed out is, as opposed to the line we just said a minute ago, this sugya assumes that there's not a special higher demand of get uh, based on the word of La Lishma. That whatever normally works for Brera could work for Get. It doesn't treat Get as something special. So it says, look, if Brera works by shechting the Korban Pesach, it should work here by it should work here by the Get, the first wife that walks out the door. So the Gemara says, so he said back to him, Hoshayabri, Hoshayamazan, what's the comparison? And why is it not comparable? Because the case of Shechting the Korban Pesach, it's not real Brera. Okay, it's not really like I haven't decided which son it's going to be for, and it's only going to be for the son that gets here first. I am Shechting the Korban Pesach for my, all, my whole family. So why did I say I'm doing it for the one who gets here first? I was trying to get them uh, moving along. It's Eric Pesach, and they're still not here in Yerushalayim. Okay, so I'm trying to get them, I'm trying to be, you know, to encourage them to be a little more alacrity, but ultimately it's not Brera. Ultimately, I have in mind all of them. Okay? How do you know that? That's not what it sounds like. So, um, No, you can figure it out, because how did the other brothers get included? I said I'm only doing it for the one who shows up first. And he comes after it's been shechted, and not only does he get included retroactively, but they do. Even if you wanted to have them share his portion, that can only happen after, that's only happening after the Kermbetzer is shechted. It's too late to include people in your portion after it's been shechted. So how does it work that the other brothers get to be a part of it? 
So Iomarta be Shlema the Amnina who made Kara. If you originally he included everybody Shapia, then it works. But if the, if the brother who became included only included his fellow brothers after it was shechted, after he showed up in Yerushalayim, so me coming how do they get you know accounted in the korban pesach? You can count as part of the group or withdraw yourself from the group until it gets shechted. So the fact that the other brothers get included show that it was never really up in the air that who was who, who was going to be part of Korban Pesach. He was always checking Korban Pesach for everybody. Okay? We taught similarly. One time the daughters came to Jerusalem before the sons when a father did this. And it turned out that the daughters were the ones who showed real like alacrity for the mitzvah and the sons were schleppers okay so what is that relevant it's relevant because it doesn't say that the sons didn't get to be part of the Korban Pesach it just says it turned out that they were the schleppers so the whole point of this is to show who's the person that has those reasons and who's a schlepper but it's not that they actually would get excluded from the Korban Pesach okay so you can't prove it from the Korban Pesach story anyway so we basically have that the question was raised about Tola B'dasach and the answer was oh that's no good because Tola B'dasach is no good so Abaye points out that that misses the point that, that that answer ignored a potential difference between those two categories so Amar Abaye Abaye said I don't get it Abaye said he wanted to know a question of Brera when it was dependent on how somebody else would act which wife would walk out first they, okay the Kapashit lay told the Dasatsu and he said, Oh, I'll prove it to you because when you're indecisive and you haven't made up your mind yet, it doesn't work. That's not relevant. Okay? And then uh Hunter mostly told the And then he finally got back to the case of the Dasakhain by the Khmer, which actually was a relevant case. But what but he's obviously mixing it up. He thinks that they're all in the same conversation. Obviously the point is that there could be a difference. That Tola Dasakhaim, the Korban Pesach case and the wife that would walk out first, those are relevant examples. Okay, those are cases where maybe Brera does work. Tolabadas Atzmo is maybe a, is a case where it doesn't. How do you think that you know, how do you what, why are you having them in the same conversation? So uh, so the Mars says and then again just to show you the Rashi, it's great Rashi, he says like this. Um, um, if you look at Rashi, it's four lines before the wines get wide. He says, um, or five lines. Maybe when it's you, you yourself are going to decide later, there's no brayra. The midasni beresha. Since you made a stipulation, I'll decide later. You are jumping between the two doorsteps. You couldn't make up your mind. The legomimer huver de mekar daite lahai. You can't say, oh, retroactively when you decide later, it shows that that was what you were thinking then. No, obviously what I was thinking then was that I didn't made up my mind. Okay? When you say based on which wife comes out of the door, I have completely made up my mind. I want a divorce. The wife that comes out of the door first. Okay? I don't know who that is, but I've made up my mind. All right, anyway, so, the Gemara says like this. One minute. So he says, so Abai said, I don't understand why he thought that those were what were relevant to one another. Those are clearly different cases. Clearly his whole question was that Tola might be a different case. 
So I'm a Rava. So Rava said back, my kusha. Why is that difficult? Dilma, maybe to mind the Islay Brera. Maybe the Rebbe Shaya thought that I think it was Rebbe Shaya who answered anyway. Maybe he thought that his whole point of his answer was was that uh, he didn't accept that there was a difference. Okay, he assumed that if you hold of Brera, lo shnatolu b'das atzmo, lo shnatolu b'das achayim, Islay Brera, then you'll hold about it across the board. Uman the Islay Brera, and if you don't hold about it, lo shnatolu b'das atzmo, then if, you, then if you don't hold about it, you don't hold about it across the board. He says, you're right. The questioner who said, is it different if the wife walks out of the, if I say about the wife that walks out of the door, thought there might be a difference between those two categories. But the responder who said, no, it's based on our Mishnah, maybe his whole point was to deny the legitimacy of making the distinction between those two categories. Okay? But either way, that clearly is the issue on the table. Will it, is it possible that it makes a difference, that it could work even for a get, even with the law lishma requirement, maybe Brera works better in a case of Tola B'das as opposed to Tola B'das Atzmo. So we still don't have an answer to that. That's the question on the table. You had a question, David? I'm not sure if this is answered there or not, but and because of the first couple of years, the father told the children, so they're making a decision. Right. right. In the case of the wives, she doesn't make a decision. Right. So it's, so it's you, you know. So you're right. It's less tola bedas acherim as much as it is tola beacherim. The real problem is when you're tola bedas atzmo, the one I will pick later, it undermines the, the ability of Brera because as Rashi says, you're indecisive now. So our ability to say that later it turns out that's what you meant, right? What do you mean? You know, if you had, you know, it was clear that at the time you actually had not made up your mind. So it's really tola bedas atzmo as opposed to tola be'acherim whether it's das acherim or mas acherim it's tola be'das atzmo as opposed to tola be'acherim okay um, alright we have to look at what he says to some extent let's say he says I want you to write a get for the first person that walks out of my house and it turns out to be his son well that's the Yiftah story yeah. okay anyway right so the words are like this um, okay so this is the question will it matter I'm really Rav Mashar Shalurava Zahar Rav Yehuda Tola B'das Atzmo Leisle Brei Rav Tola B'das Achim Isle Brei so Rava said, no, maybe we'll take a position that that's not a legitimate distinction. So now we're going to say, no, it is a legitimate distinction. Rabbi Sharsha says, Rava, Rabbi Yehuda, to, uh, who, um, they, in the case of Tol B'das Atzmo, he doesn't hold a prayer. And in the case of Tol B'das Achim, he does hold a prayer. Where do you know this? Tol B'das Atzmo lays lay prayer with the time. We turn in the Brisa. You're buying wine from Samaritans. Now, when you buy, this is, the case is, it's Erev Shabbos, it's maybe it's Ben Hashemashas even, okay, and you do not have time to be Mafrish, Trumas, and Maestros. Alright? Now, if you are de- dealing with Demai, grain brought, or food, whatever, from an Ama Aretz, you're allowed to be Mafrish, Trumas, and Maestros during Ben Hashemashas. But if you're brought, brought it from the Samaritan, the assumption is that they don't, they're Vadai, not Mafrish, Trumas, and Maestros. Actually, Tosel says, maybe they Vadai are for, if they're eating it themselves, but if they're selling it to other people, well, they're vare not. So your vare chayv and trumas and maestros. There's only a problem is is that you don't really have time to be mafresh, okay? Or maybe it's even bein and you're not allowed to do a real.
Yo Hafresha. Okay? So here's what you have to do. Okay? So what you do is you say the following. Omer, Shnei Lugim Shani Asi Lahafresh. We'll assume for argument's sake that there are 102 log of the uh, that you bought. So two of them are Truma, because you normally give about 2% for Truma. Harani Truma. That's how you know it's not Demai, because Demai, you don't have to give Truma. You assume Truma was given. Here you assume nothing was given. Okay? So two log are Truma. That I, which two log? I don't know. The two log to be identified later. I don't have time right now to start measuring things out. I'm going to drink a lot of wine over Shabbos. Maybe I'll even drink half of it, but I'll leave enough over so that after Shabbos I can identify which was the stuff that was Truma, which was the stuff that was Matar, and so on. I just don't have time to do any of that right now. Okay? So the two logs that I'm going to separate after Shabbos will be Truma. Asara Maitzer Rishon. Ten will be, of the remaining hundred will be Maitzer Rishon. Okay? Tisha Maitzer Shani. Nine of the remaining ninety will be Maitzer Shani. Right? That's ten percent of the remaining. Umeichol Veshosa Miyad. Now Rashi says Meichol means is that you transfer your Mechalel the Maitzer Shani on money. Tosa says you don't do that because um, since you have not identified what yet is the Maitzer Shani, you can't yet do the, the you can't do the Chilul. You can't transfer the value onto the money. So Tosa just says Meichol Veshosa he has two explanations. One means you mix the wine and you drink it right away, or Tosas anyway does not give a lot of weight to the word Nechil. He just means you begin to drink immediately. Although Rashi says it means you redeem the Meister Shani before you begin. Okay, did you have a question, Dana? No? Okay, fine. Um, that's what Rebbe Meir says. So basically, Rebbe Meir holds Yesh Breira. You're saying now you're separating it. Your words are designating. Which barrels of wine have you designated? CBD, okay? But you've done the act of being mafresh, which the barrels to be identified later. Dima Rebbe Meir, Rebbe Yehuda, Rebbe Yosef, Rebbe Shimon Ostrom, Rebbe Yehuda, Rebbe Yosef, and Rebbe Shimon say, no, that doesn't work. So you see they don't hold a Brera. Now that's totally without Atzmo. That's something that it's not Brera because you're totally in control and you're deferring the other half of your decision till later. Now it could be here you didn't have time. It wasn't because you were conflicted. But nevertheless, there, it's not you. You could have made you know you are p- pushing off your own deci- half of your decision till later. That's leisle brera. Um, now tolem adasachem isle brera, but they hold a brera when it's tolem adasachem. Reb Yehuda does. How do you know that? None. Ma'ibos and yamim. A man gives a get to his wife and says, "This will be your get if I do not, uh, if I don't um, uh, recover from this illness." He's on his, uh, he's, he's, you know, he's, he's, he's maybe on his deathbed. He has a very severe illness. He says, "This will be your get if I don't recover from this illness." Now, what is her status during the interim? If it worked retroactively, right? So, what's her status? Does she treat herself during that period as still married or as divorced? Now, it doesn't mean like does she sleep with other men with her, but can she eat truma, for example? If she's married to a Kohen, you know? What's her status during that? Because we don't know whether retroactively she will be married or divorced based on whether or not he recovers or not. So, She's an HSH for all matters because she has to treat herself as a, as that maybe he won't, maybe he'll survive and it won't be a get. But nevertheless, says the Gemara, but when he dies, it will be a get. Now, what does that prove about Yesh Brera? That since if he dies, it's a get, it shows Yesh Brera that retroactively it was a get? That's just a tnai. Isn't that a tnai? 
you make a condition, and there's a million conditions. Since when is that yesh prayerah? This is your get. If this happens, well, it's right. But first of all, it's interesting. You know, as the way I think Tosa says, or Rashi says, no, the dasachem here is God. The achem is mishachayim with mavet and biyado. So it's like it's not a decision that you have to make. Okay, but anyway, so Tosvos Rashi has a complicated explanation about why this tnai is a type of prayerah. But Tosa actually says the easiest thing. Tosa says. I don't even know how to turn this off with my stupid phone. Anyway, because Tosal says that no, here's the point, and here's why we said Mahim Bosa Yamin. The reason that Rabbi Yehuda says she's considered an anxious east during that period is not because it's a suffix whether he'll die or not. It's because Rabbi Yehuda reads when he says, This is your get, Lechimayas, when I die, if and when I die, that the way we interpret those words are not it is your get as of today if I die. This is your get. When I die, of course, he when you die, when you, right, he didn't say match, or maybe he did, but it's going to be how we're going to interpret it. When I die, it's a little too late. You're already dead. So he interprets the word when I die, meaning a minute before I die. And that's why she's an HSC Kolos and a Yamim. Because even if he does die, the get only takes effect at the last minute. So then here's the question, though. Which minute does the get take effect? You're giving the get now to take effect at what time exactly? Oh, the minute before I die. Well, what time is that? I don't know. It'll be determined later. So you are defining the effect of a get to take place at a time. It's not a condition, right? There's no condition being made. The time it's going to take effect is, let's say, say this get will take effect, you know, um, on the day that the, that, that the Cubs win the World Series. Okay, so, <laughs> so that's not a condition. I mean, maybe eventually, you know, the Cubs did recently win the World Series. No? Okay, fine, they almost did. So maybe, in enough, given enough time, whatever, it will happen, okay? So it's not a condition. It's a definite get to take effect at that time. So what is that time is to be determined later. That's a, so, 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 a type of a bray right? It's not conditional. It's defining, the same way defining the, ob- the barrels of wine that are, that are true with the maestros. It's defining the time that the get is effective and that is a bray type of a case. Okay, so there you see it works. Yes, bray when it's tola b'dasa cherim. So you see that that distinction holds. Um, so that was one proof that there's a distinction between Tol B'das Asma Tol B'das Everybody is jumping on Rava now. Send Rav Meshar to Rava. Ha Rebbe Shimon, I'll give you another case. Rebbe Shimon, to Tol B'das Atzmo Leisle Brera. He doesn't hold a Brera by Tol B'das Atzmo. To Tol B'das Achem, he doesn't hold But when it's Tol B'das Achem, he does hold of it. How do you know it? Tol B'das Atzmo Leisle Brera had the Amen. He doesn't hold of it. That was that case about the wine. The Rebbe, he said, you can't take the wine to be determined later. That doesn't work. Okay? That was a case of Tol Atmo. You hadn't yourself finished, finished the thing. Ugh. Okay? Hadamin. Tol B'dasachem Isle Brera. What is the other Brera by Tol B'dasachem? Titania. Hareni Bo'olayach Amanachi Yirtza Abba. A guy says to a woman, I'm, we'll have sex together and this sex will count as Kiddushin. Bia is one of the ways to do Kiddushin if your dad's okay with it. Alright? So, I'm okay. We're having sex either way but it counts as Kiddushin if your dad's okay with it. So, <laughs> the first opinion is, she's Mikudeshet, even if the father is not okay. Why? Because of the principle of that you're assuming the father will be okay, and we know deep down you would not want sex to be taking place outside of the context of marriage, so therefore we're going to assume that you really are not making it dependent on that condition. You really want it to be a Kiddushin regardless. That's the first opinion. No. No, it's like he said. If the father 
what? It's she's mikudeshes. Lo ratzav ain't a mikudeshes. If not, not. Now again, that sounds just like a condition. Why is that a case of breira? Okay, that's not clear. Why is it a breira? That sounds like a straight condition. So here it might have a lot to do with the idea of kiddushe bia. That kiddushe bia, as opposed to all the other forms of kiddushin, it could be that kiddushe bia is more that marriage gets created automatically, even without intent for marriage, as long as it's done in a marital context. It's more like the reality of living together as husband and wife, like a common law marriage, creates this is a very relevant lamasa by a case about when the kiddushin was puzzled, can we say that the woman doesn't need a guest, or do we say that the fact that they were still living together as husband and wife, even without intent that it should, that it should create a marriage, the reality itself, that's what kiddushe bia is, the reality of having sex as a married couple, itself defines the marriage. So if you say that latter way, then it doesn't matter what your das is. Well, what, well, that's a big machlokas If you say that way, it doesn't matter what his das is. What really matters is, was it a marital context or not? But not like, but you can't make it a stipulation if this and this happens that I want it to take effect. The question is, what was the nature of the, of, what was the context? What was the nature of the way in which the act was taking place? Not, and a normal tznai wouldn't work. So that's why the Gemara could say that's a braver issue. A tznai doesn't work by Kiddushe Bia. It's not right. A tznai means it's taking effect because I get to determine and define like do I want it to take effect or not. Here you don't get to decide if you want it. It just automatically becomes a marriage if it's done in the context of marriage. Well, was it a marital context or not a marital context? When you were having sex were you having it as a type of znus? We're having it as a marital context. If that's the question we ask, not what was your tnai, but we ask what was the context? Was it a znus context or a marital context? You say, well, that was going to depend on whether what the father was going to be okay with. <laughs> so that's already more of a breira. Based on what the father says, that ability to redefine the context of the act, that's not a tnai issue. That's a breira issue. So that's how the Gemara understands it. So it says, look, here's another case, a tolabadas atmo lace breira by the one and by the father's agreement retroactively defining the context of this act of sex. So, they, so here we have all this good evidence that it does make a difference. So Amr Leh, so Rava's response to both of those arguments is, you gotta love Rova. Consistent. No, I reject that. Everybody holds of Brera. That's why it works by the father. That's why it works by the, this is a, a get a minute before I die. They hold of Brera. And they would hold of Brera in a Tola Badas Atzmo case as well. So what's the problem with the wine? Why do they say you can't do the wine case? Okay. The husband can exciting time, but the reason you can't do the wine case is because it tells you the reason. In the end, Amrulo, they said the Rebbe Mayor, Yapamoda Shema Yibaka Hanod, Venimsa Shotat Volim Lumafreya. They said the Rebbe Mayor, in principle, you're right. You could do it because of Brera. But there's a big concern. What happens if all the wine spills? Okay, this only works if you actually leave over wine at the end. If something happens and the wine, barrels break, right, and all the wine spills, you never retroactively would have taken Trumas and Maestras and you would have been eating Tevel. So that's why we've got a problem. Okay, now of course, everybody else held that they were just saying that to Rebbe Meir Lushitavcha. We hope fundamentally it doesn't work, but you should at least be concerned that the wine will spill. 
Mishbel. But Rav had no. They agreed in principle you could do Breira. They were just saying, we're not going to let you do this because you could wind up, it'll be a disaster. And what does Rebbe Meir say? He said to them, when it breaks, I'll worry about it. Okay? <laughs> okay, maybe it'll happen, but I'm not going to worry about it. Which is so funny because normally Rebbe Meir is Chayish when you say. Anyway, so Rav holds you either hold a braver across the board or you don't okay and the reason they didn't hold of it by the wine was not because they don't hold the braver was because they were afraid the wine would spill and the other approach is actually it makes a big difference maybe we say braver when it's not about you making up your mind but when you haven't yet made up your mind you haven't finished your own act maybe that's a particular reason to say that we don't say braver okay